This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. We've admittedly spent a ton of time heaping praise on Patrick Mahomes. But he's not the only quarterback that's about to play in the Super Bowl. And the person he's about to play against is in a contract situation that is going to result in him getting massive bags of cash. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. And Harry, it's not always about contracts. It's about what you're doing right now. But when you are doing great things right now and you happen to be uh, eligible for an extension coming up, it raises real conversations. If you are the Philadelphia Eagles a year ago right now, we weren't sure. Is Jalen Hurts the answer? They surrounded him by talent specifically to find, with talent I should say, specifically to figure out if he is the answer. And they got the answer to that question this year. It is clear they have their quarterback moving forward, which now makes it clear that they are going to have to make sure that man gets paid. I agree with you. And if a lot of people didn't think it was clear enough that Jalen Hurts is their guy moving forward, just look at the two games that he didn't play in which they struggled offensively. Um, They played against the Cowboys. They also played against the Saints. They really didn't look good against the Saints under the ham of Gardner Minshew. But when Jalen Hurts came back the following week, he had a little rush, but then he had that first that uh, first-round game in the uh, divisional round versus the Giants, and he looked really, really good. Ask my boy Devin. He would tell you. And then you look at him yesterday, uh, uh, Sunday against the San Francisco 49ers in a championship game. And <laughs> Devin he just didn't, pooped you actively. <laughs> I know. And he didn't play his best. But I would say this. What he brings to the game is, a, a, is another dimension. Now teams defensively, they have to play 11-on-11 football. And we seen that San Francisco defense that was so dominant throughout the season – not be dominant because of a guy named Jalen Hurts and what he brings to the table. What gets interesting to me is the way contracts are negotiated. Now, before I give you my thoughts, I want you to hear what Kevin Clark from The Ringer said on this show yesterday about Jalen Hurts and his contract. I think it's going to be a significant, significant deal. I think they're going to get it done as soon as they can. One of the hallmarks, going back even to Andy Reid in Philadelphia, signing guys as early as possible to keep those costs down. They do not want to get into a Dak Prescott situation or a Zeke, a Zeke Elliott situation where they're in a stare down and they end up paying a guy more than they could have a year earlier. So um, I'm intrigued to see how they do it because I do think Howie's probably the best GM in football, uh, but it will get done. I don't think they're going to get too cute. I think everybody around this time, always someone always brings up, what if you just you know trade in your quarterback every four years? That's, that's a good idea in theory on paper if it just doesn't work in practice, and I think we're going to see the Eagles get this done pretty quickly. Harry, I don't think there's anything that makes less sense than waiting once you know you've got your guy. Because in my mind, you got a couple of alternatives here. One, you pay him wild amounts of money. Well, if you do that, the deal's going to be outpaced within a couple of years. I mean, every time every time there's a new crop of quarterbacks up for extension, it changes the market. So even Patrick Mahomes' deal is going to be outpaced in the next year by other guys that are getting signed. So you get ahead of the rising prices on it. Secondly, if you don't sign your quarterback, then what? What you're really admitting the minute you have the opportunity to extend him and you don't is that you're not sure. And if you're not sure, now you're either going to be in a weird position where you're trying to drive down the value so that you can pay for mediocrity or you're going to have to move on entirely from your quarterback. Realistically, is, is someone in that situation right now? Is there a team out there that 
didn't pay the quarterback when they had the chance or could have did it early? I mean, look at Dak. Uh, I mean, Dak, we're, we're in this situation now where, where, where Dak's out there, right? Like, took too is long. There, to- is, there, is there another one that haven't signed their quarterback nope. yet? No, yep. no. Oh, there is not no, another. Oh. No. Devin says no, there's not another. Nope, I'm looking at the Baltimore team. Ravens. No, oh, yeah, the Baltimore Ravens. I think I think Devin thought we were going Daniel Jones there for a second. But, yeah, oh my the Baltimore Ravens are, are clearly in this situation. Like, Wait, is, is Devin trying to like put Daniel Jones and Lamar Jackson in the same conversation? Don't, like, don't are, make me throw up, please. I, I, Devin, not today. Look, I hope so. Lamar is, in a, <laughs> uh, yeah, Lamar is in a much different conversation than Daniel Jones uh, as a player. But contractually, it's a little bit of the same beast. Like, what do you get? What's your advantage to waiting? If your advantage to waiting in the whole process is you're not sure, then you've probably already got your answer. Like your answer is you're not sure, and that means that you're not going to go all in, and all it's going to do is cost you even more to go all in if they prove you wrong. But if they don't, you just end up constantly in this annual like maybe we got our guy, maybe we don't have our guy, and you end up overpaying for Kirk Cousins. Like that's that's the reality of what happens. And and, and God forbid said. You know, from a team perspective, it's like you brought up earlier in our in our meetings. If if Jalen Hurts goes out there again next year and he makes it to another Super Bowl, oh, yesterday's price is not today's price. It has went even higher. I'm talking about skyscraping high. No, no. If he goes to two straight Super Bowls, you're looking at sixty million. Like sixty million is going to be the going rate for that level. Our ESPN.com article just a couple of weeks ago pointed out two quarterbacks, Joe Burrow who will be in the $50 million annual average value club this year, and Justin Herbert, who's never won a playoff game, who's going to be in the $50 million average value contract space this year. That's the prediction. If Justin Herbert is what worth $50 million, what will Jalen Hurts be coming off of back-to-back Super Bowl appearances in this conversation? Like, that's the problem here. If you think you're going to save $5 or $10 million, you could lose 20 the opposite way. And if you're trying to save 5 or $10 million, then what you're really saying is like, I don't want to invest this money because I'm not sure you're that great. Like, the only way you save that money is if everything goes to hell. And if everything goes to hell, man, you're going all the way back to the beginning of this process? I don't think so. Yeah, see, I think they got to go ahead and pay him now. But I will I will also add this, though, Fitz. When you think about Jalen Hurts, who's a tough guy mentally and physically, he's built different. He's a gamer. He's a leader. Has anybody from the quarterback position, probably since Randall Cunningham, embodied the Philadelphia area like Jalen Hurts? I, I don't I don't I don't think so. I love the way you put that too because I do think that matters. Like personalities and cities have to be the right fits for each other, right? Like yep. and, and and that's such a great point. And and I had somebody ask me this morning the question that we get asked a lot in general. Should there be any hesitation for paying a Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts given the fact that they run the football so much? I'll ask you, Harry Douglas, who do you think the most reckless, aggressive running quarterback is in the entire NFL? Josh Allen from the Buffalo Bills. Has anybody ever said you shouldn't pay Josh Allen from the Buffalo Bills? Nope, and you know why. I, I mean, <laughs> it, it's just this. Is, you know why? Like this is the stupid sort of like, oh well, you can't pay him because what if he gets hurt? Okay, well, what if you don't well, pay him uh-uh, and then uh-uh, all of a sudden uh-uh. let's let's just take it to the the uh, the championship games this weekend. We've seen how many times Chris Jones hit Joe Burrow in the pocket. We've seen Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson both get hurt within the pocket. Lamar Jackson got hurt in the pocket. So 
that narrative that these running quarterbacks are getting hurt outside the pocket, I think we can have a few cases on that. Yeah, I think a lot of these guys, most of them are getting hurt inside the pocket. Well, and, and when you start thinking about what that means to the way that you build your team, uh, look, this becomes super simple. You don't need to worry about the way the guy plays the game. You don't need to worry about whether or not he's going to be healthy. Because Give that, him his protection. Uh, Give him his protection. You need to look around and say, do I have him? Do I have that guy that I know can compete with the best of the best at the quarterback position? If the answer is that, then go out and pay the man. And the sooner you pay the man, the better off it's going to be for you. It's like when you live in a time where real estate is just constantly going up and up and up and up and up, and you look around and say, well, that house isn't worth that much money. Nashville has gone through that over the last few years. That house isn't worth that money. Okay, well, unless you think the market's going to drive down and it isn't, then you better pay that money now and just get used to being uncomfortable because it's only going to cost you more in three or four years. We live in this world where everybody, every fan becomes so concerned with their team's salary cap without ever looking at it and saying, like, the thing you got to have is that guy. You got to have that quarterback. If you have that quarterback, pay him. If you're not sure if you have that guy, you don't. You have to have that guy that's da-na-na-na, bad to the bone, da-na-na-na, bad You got to have that guy, man. And so if you're the Eagles, what's the alternative? If, the, you gotta, if you're the Eagles, listen, what's the alternative? You got to pay him. You t- we're talking about a guy right now who has zero turnovers in the playoffs, uh, literally makes your team uh, a different contender, completed 66.5% of his passes this year, over 3,700 yards, 22 touchdowns, but over 700 yards rushing and 13 touchdowns. Accounted for 35 touchdowns, and he's built different, and he's a different breed. Oh, no, you got to pay that man. If, if you don't believe that you need to pay Jalen Hurts, then there's no need to wait. I love that. Bad to the bone. Well done. If you don't need, if you don't think you need to pay him, there's no need to wait. Move on. Find a new quarterback. You like my versatility? I do actually. Why is that versatile, Harry? You saying only white people like bad to the bone? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that what you're saying I, can't stand, I can't stand you, bro. I swear. <laughs> As we always say on this show, it's for the culture. It's for the culture, it's baby. It's for the culture. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Jalen Hurts, if you're the Eagles, you're looking around at Jalen Hurts and like, if you don't know, then just move on and find somebody else. Because if you think that you're going to sit here every year and try and drive down the value, that means you're going to overpay for mediocrity. Either uh, At this point, that's where I am with quarterbacks. I either want to not pay for mediocrity at all or pay top dollar for top dollar play. There is no in-between. And when you get stuck in the in-between, you are absolutely stuck forever. Ooh, I'll finish with this. Oh, If Philly only likes them, Trust me, there are a lot of teams out there that would love him. Oh, my God, that is true. There are plenty of teams that would put a ring on uh, Jalen Hurts in an instant and walk down the aisle and make sure that he felt loved and appreciated. They'd snuggle with him. They'd go get him all the, uh, like, he needs a drink of water. They'd go get that water for him. Like, they do all the little things that you do in that romance with the quarterback that, that, that every other team that doesn't have one would gladly do. Speaking of not knowing their quarterback, one NFL playoff team has no idea what they're going to do at the quarterback position, and they have epic options that could solve it. We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Tonight, let's be honest. I mean, he looked like a 45-year-old quarterback. Second and goal. Brady pulls it down, now throws it. Intercepted by Curse. This has been a lot of focus on, you know, this game, so, yeah. 
it's just be one day at a time. Tom Brady has to go to a team where a number one wide receiver is there, a tight end is there, a running back's there, a coach that he may know well or may not know well is there. What did Ryan Clark just say? Got to go somewhere where a number one wide receiver is there, a running back is there, a coach, a tight end is there. How about let me just throw out some names. Debo, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle. Ooh. With Kyle Shanahan. Spit that fire. It makes so much sense, it's hard not to piece it together. Brady to the 49ers. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're also on Sirius XM Channel 80 and your smart speakers. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Here's a real question. Would you right now, I'm going to make you the GM, Harry. All right, I'm going to make you the GM. Like, look, my guy Harry Douglas could just stop tomorrow doing radio and just take over coaching for a team. We all know that. But I'm going to put you in front office mode. Less hours, right? You know, you don't have to You don't have to stand on the sideline. That as well. You can't, front you, office as well, not you, just coaching. Yeah, huh. I mean, huh, talk to me, Fitz. I mean, look, I just want to be your assistant to the <laughs> assistant uh, GM eventually. So I'm making you the GM. Uh, but I'm, I'm watching a team... Uh, in the San Francisco 49ers that desperately needed quarterback. And I look at a Tom Brady coming off of huge numbers, but that was partially based on the fact that they simply couldn't run the football. Would you trust next year Tom Brady to be able to win you a Super Bowl if you were t- if you were John Lynch and you were the GM of the 49ers? I would. I would. Because of his surroundings. And we just mentioned earlier what all he needed. He needed a run game. He needed a defense. He needed the playmakers around him. Needed the coach. He has all that. He has all that there. So if I'm Tom Brady, why wouldn't I consider the San Francisco 49ers? And it just happens to be the team that you grew up watching and always want to play for. Let me add another element to this, Harry. Because we talked earlier about why the 49ers could make sense for Tom Brady. We've talked a little bit about why Tom Brady could make sense for Brock Purdy even, uh, for Trey Lance and their development. Let me give you somebody else that I think could benefit from Tom Brady being there. I think Kyle Shanahan could actually benefit Mm -hmm. from having Tom Brady as his quarterback. Because what did we talk about the other day? Is he overrated as a coordinator comes because is he capable of the big game? Well, sometimes what you need is a quarterback that's going to clap back at you and be like, no, that's not what we're doing right here. Sometimes you need a quarterback that will definitively come into the room and say, no, that's not the game plan. And sometimes you need a quarterback at the line of scrimmage that's going to say, coach, I got this. Maybe Kyle Shanahan could benefit from the way that Tom Brady would communicate with him, challenge him as a coach, and make him a better coach and caller in that situation. And here's the crazy thing. What you just mentioned, I thought about a few years ago, right, when Tom Brady was thinking about, you know, leaving the New England Patriots. But the thing that crossed my mind is that Tom Brady's an alpha male and, you know, Kyle is the same way. At some point, they would clash. I think that Kyle's like what Kyle is as a coach right now in his career. I actually believe in what you just said. He needs that. He needs that guy from the quarterback position that's a veteran who's won Super Bowl after Super Bowl, who's been league MVP, who knows how to get it done to clap back at him as well to make a better product on the football field at the quarterback position and the head coaching position. Think about this in life. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, by the way, Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. I don't care if you're two guys doing radio together. I don't care if you're two buddies that work together in a cubicle making spreadsheets. What is the one thing, when you have two big personalities that both know they're great at what they do and they butt heads, the one thing that stops that from exploding in my life experience is mutual respect. That's right. Now. Yep. 
Shanahan's going to have a ton of respect for Brady. Brady's going to have a ton of respect for Shanahan. The entire organization benefits from it because you can get pushed in your thought process by people that you know are pushing you because they also they care about greatness at the same level, that they care about what they do at the same level, that they put in the same work. Like It's hard for a young coach sometimes to clap back to a veteran player and vice versa, right? But yep. when you have two guys that are equally sitting here saying, man, I know it's advice. This is the weirdest thing in the world. But advice I got from Kenny Rogers years ago when I was going to leave the band that I was in. And Kenny Rogers said, if you ever look in your band left and right and don't say, man, I need that person, then you shouldn't be in that band anymore. I think sometimes just having somebody to your left and right that you look at and you're like, man, this person makes me better at what I do. That's going to help. That's what Shanahan and Brady would have out of the gates. Well, see, I wouldn't just put Brady and Shanahan into that equation. I would also throw John Lynch because John Lynch played this game at a very high level, right? He won a Super Bowl with the Buc- Yeah, John Lynch was on that Buccaneers team, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on that Buccaneers team. And so I now don't remember you have- that Super Bowl. I've never heard of it. So now you have it was against, uh, I can't remember, I think the Raiders. Oh, oh my you bad. son of a Still biscuit. love you. But, son but, of a biscuit! But, but now you're in a situation where you have three guys, and I'm going to put Kyle Shanahan into that equation because of his father, Mike Shanahan, and him growing up around the game and watching his father win Super Bowls after Super Bowls, right? So now you have him. And Kyle Shanahan, Tom Brady, who's won seven, John Lynch, who's won one and was an unbelievable player. Three minds together for one great product, I think, is better than a lot of other things that you will want. Uh, the amount of experience that comes, like the more we're talking about this, and again, I will, every time we talk about this, I will acknowledge I think there's a real life decision for Tom Brady. Does he want to live on the other side of the country from his family post-divorce? I don't think any of us will ever know where his mindset is on just being life around his kids, and I'm not here to speculate on that. When you look simply at the football element of it, I keep thinking too about like, you know, you got a playmaker like Christian McCaffrey. You know, you got a playmaker like Debo Samuel. You know, you got guys that can, that can go in a million different directions, but they might benefit from having somebody like Tom that knows the nuance of greatness, right? You mentioned earlier Trent Williams, and we all saw the moment that Trent lost his cool, but you're also talking about one of the best offensive linemen in the league. Maybe a way to help him learn how to channel that energy is to be around somebody that can get in his face and somebody that can help him channel that, that's not going to take energy any you-know-what from him, also going to hold him to that standard that is sort of the signature of Brady. I, I mean, that's part of what Brady brings with you is a standard of understanding what it takes to win a Super Bowl, and he knows that through and through. Well, I, young guys can benefit from that. Well, that's what we've seen the players on the Buccaneers team. They had that respect for Brady because he's been there and done it. So when he's out there during a COVID year in the offseason and he's he's getting guys together to go throw an OTA, see, the difference between Brady and Aaron Rodgers you, you don't have to make Brady go to OTA. See, he wants to do those type of things. You don't have to pull his arm and, 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 and twist his leg to get him to come to things that he loves to do. So he, we know he's going to be there. He's going to be around those guys, and, and they're going to be soaking up all that knowledge. And it's also going to be good for those young guys that they have at the quarterback position. Yeah, I just keep thinking about If they I, decide to keep those guys. I know we saw San Francisco at their worst at the quarterback position, but you can't tell me that game against the Eagles doesn't look drastically different with Brady as the quarterback. John Lund from KMBR was on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max this morning. This is what he said about Brady to the 49ers and if it makes sense. Brock Purdy's a nice player, and it's a heck of a story, but even if he was healthy, and take the UCL aside for just a second, there's an eight-game sample size for him. He's a rookie. He still needs to learn a lot of things, and it's it's a great story. There's nothing wrong with it, and I'm not down on Brock Purdy. It's just you're in a Super Bowl window right now, and you guys know this. Windows 
for championships are what, three to five years, unless you're the Patriots or the Spurs or the Warriors. And they're not long. And you've got to capitalize on them when you can. And you've been to three of the last four NFC championship games, and you've come away empty. Tom Brady is the ultimate winner. One more year, it's his hometown. It makes a ton of sense even before the injury happened. Yeah, I, I, the more we talk about it, the more it just feels like the elements here are coming together in a way that could make sense for the team, for the front office, for the coach, for the players, and for Tom Brady. We'll get the perspective of someone awfully familiar with Tom Brady next. A little expertise. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Tonight, let's be honest. I mean, he looked like a 45-year-old quarterback. Second and goal. Brady pulls it down, now throws it. Intercepted by Curse. This has been a lot of focus on, you know, this game. So, yeah. It's just be one day at a time. Tom Brady has to go to a team where a number one wide receiver is there, a tight end is there, a running back's there, a coach that he may know well or may not know well is there. We're going to spend time putting Tom Brady with the 49ers together because there's just so many ways that it makes sense, at least in our eyes. Let's find out if our next guest agrees. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, the Wolfpack grows by one. Herm Edwards joining us, ESPN NFL analyst coach. Let's just start with the basics here. Uh, I'm, I'm making you currently the coach of the 49ers. What uh, what are you guys doing at the quarterback position regarding Tom Brady? Where are you going to get him? You're going to make every effort to get him. Why wouldn't you? Uh, you have a situation now where Purdy's hurt. He's going to be out for at least six months. And, and Lance, I mean, you have a couple options. You know, both those guys are on the first years of their contracts. They're young players. Um, you can bring Tom Brady in there, no different than Tampa Bay did uh, when he decided to go there. Uh, the team was pretty much set offensively and defensively. It was just a matter for him to come in and uh, play quarterback and get him to the Super Bowl. And I think if you're Tom Brady, if you're looking at somewhere to go, there, there, there's a lot of a lot of things to be said about that team. San Francisco, obviously, it's from the Bay Area and all those other good things. But it's a team that's really set to win right now. Uh, got a great defense. Has some explosive players on offense. He has a tight end. He always wants a tight end. And he's in a system where I think it matches with uh, the coach, Shanahan, because he really wants um, you to stay on schedule with the system. He doesn't want you to get off schedule. He, he doesn't like the freelance quarterback. He wants the guy to run his offense, and it's just a fit. I think it's a good fit for, for both parties. And speaking of the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, coach, if you know Brady does go to the 49ers – how can he help Kyle Shanahan in certain areas? Well, managing the game. It takes a lot of stress off him as far as play calling and then trying to manage situations. I mean, look, Captain America's been in every situation you can imagine, right? Um, big games won't phase him at all. He's played in the numerous big, you know, numerous big games in his lifetime. I um, mean, he's forgotten more football than some head coaches can remember, right? because he's actually played and his experience of playing the game of football is very important. I think sometimes we lose sight of that, you know, actually playing the game and being in those situations and managing them uh, has a lot to do 
with your career and your confidence as a player, especially at the quarterback position. Uh, I want to get your thoughts then from a coaching standpoint because we talked a lot about the decision to you know put a tight end on, on one of the best pass rushers in the NFL and it ends up getting a quarterback knocked out of the game. I mean, coach, from your eyes, what do you see? Well, look, I mean, when you when when you when you call plays, I mean, you know, and I, and I see what everybody's saying. Obviously, uh, you know, it, it was a it, it wasn't an easy block, but it's basically a kickout block. I mean, knock the guy off field, and we wasn't able to do that, uh, and, and he really caused havoc. But I don't think that was the intentions all day, and, and it really wasn't. It was a couple plays that they ran where they pulled the tight end over there and they kicked the guy out. It's kind of the play action. What they want to do is run the boot. Uh, off that and it didn't work and everyone's talking about that but all i'll say is this is that they made it to the championship game so uh cal shanahan's pretty good football coach (laughs) (laughs) and coach i want to talk about i want to talk about your philadelphia eagles because you know right Mm -hmm. now i know you're flying high coach you flying high baby but well you know what It's, it's funny it's funny you guys say that because i was in a little bit of a dilemma um in that game uh, because of my relationship with John Lynch. So mm. it was kind of one of those games where I just kind of didn't say a whole lot. I just said, well, you know, just <laughs> let the game play out. Uh, it's a shame that they lost both their quarterbacks because that had a lot to do with the score of the game, right? Let's let's touch on Jalen Hurts for a minute. Uh, he's been phenomenal all season. Didn't play his best mm. game versus the San Francisco 49ers. No. But what he means to that team, and uh, we've seen it w- with Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, how he makes those yeah. linebackers hesitate is to the advantage of the Philadelphia Eagles contract talk. What should the Eagles do when it comes to Jalen Hurts moving forward? You pay him whatever he wants. Look, owners Ooh. have money. It's not like owners don't have any money, guys. They got so much money they don't know to do with it. So you pay him whatever, you know, you, you pay him and that's your quarterback. Bottom line. I mean, that's the star. I mean, if the guy wins a Super Bowl, guys, the Philadelphia Eagles have been to three Super Bowls. Three. They won one. I was involved in one we didn't win. They go to this one and win. They win the four Super Bowls in the history of the Philadelphia Eagles. In the history. They'll build a statue out there with that guy. He'll, he'll be down the street from Rockford by the museum, Right. So, you know, this is your quarterback. He is he is the lifeblood of your team. He's the leader of your football team. Why wouldn't you? It makes no sense not to. This shouldn't even last long. This negotiation shouldn't last long. He's like, hey, man, what you want? Okay, good. All right, so then now walk me through the defensive game plan here because I want your mind on what the Chiefs do. We just, we've just we been talking all week about Jalen Hurts and, and the difficulty he presents because of the things he can accomplish. So if you're the Chiefs' defense, what are you doing to try and slow down the RPO and sort of his approach offensively? Well, that's the problem. And you think about what happened to San Francisco, as good as they are defensively, um, they created trips and ran away from the trip side. And they were short over there. Got the linebacker playing in the A-gap, and Kelsey pulled around and pinned the linebacker. And then from there, there was an avenue. So you're going to have to do something about that RPOs because, as I said before, guys, and we know it, it's 11-on-11 football. And if you don't take a safety out of the middle of your defense, you're short. I don't care what you do. You're short. 11 versus 10 don't match up. And if you're not willing to take that safety out of the middle of the defense and say, you know what, you got the quarterback. We can't slow play this with the end, and that's what they were trying to do with Bosa. They were trying to slow play. Bosa, you take the end, you take the quarterback if he keeps it, but we also want you to crash on the dive. 
Well, that worked, that worked kind of early, but then what they did, they created trips, and Bosa sitting over there with the tackle, they block out on Bosa, they pull the center, block down on the three technique, and they pin the, <laughs> they pin the linebacker, and the receiver blocks the corner, and guess what? There ain't nobody there, guys. So you have to bring the safety from the middle of the field, and if you don't do that, you're a man short, period. Coach, I want to talk about the Dallas Cowboys for a second. Uh, what changes yeah. the most for Mike McCarthy becoming the play caller for the Cowboys next season? Well, I know Mike, and, and, and Mike was hired uh, as a GA when I was in Kansas City. He worked with Paul Hacker from Pitt. And I just think if you're Mike in the situation you're sitting in, you want one voice to the quarterback, and that's got to be yours. And he's called plays before. Look, every year we got him on the hot seat. The man won 24 games, we got him on the hot seat. So if I'm on the hot seat, why am I going to have somebody else calling the play? <laughs> let me call my play, and I'll talk to the quarterback, and I'll fix the quarterback, because if you let somebody else do it and it don't work, guess what? They're going to blame you, right? You, so, you can't fire no more coordinators. So, so, so hold mean, on, Coach. You now. So, so hold on, Coach. Go ahead what and you, call it. What you're saying is that if I'm going to get fired, I'm going out on my own limb. <laughs> exactly. I ain't going out on hey, nobody else's limb. I ain't going to have somebody else on the kid, guys. <laughs> that, is, that is, I don't care what you do for a living. We all know when your back's up against the wall and you look around, you're like, I don't trust any of y'all. I'm going to just take this back <laughs> on my own plate. That's, that I'm is, doing it, man. I'm doing it. Absolute fact. Uh, Coach, always appreciate your time. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, enjoy a weekend where hopefully you get to relax a little bit. No football this weekend. Uh, we'll get your Super Bowl breakdowns as we continue next time. Appreciate you hanging out with us, Coach. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL analyst. I love what he just said. 11 on 10, you ain't ever going to win. I mean, it's just it's <laughs> why more and more we need to keep talking about athletic quarterbacks. It's going to come into our draft conversation, too. Now, something that one thing in the NFL is absolutely broken. It's not. I'm going to tell you why next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Everybody's going to tell you the Pro Bowl is broken. It's not. It's that simple. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM channel lady. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. It's O-Rewards Bonus Point Month now at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Get two, three, or four times O-Rewards points on select purchases to get your next reward even faster. Shop and earn points to get rewarded at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. All right, Harry. Everybody's going to yell about the, 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 the Pro Bowl. You were yelling about the Pro Bowl earlier today. Why? Because Tyler Huntley, the backup quarterback of the Ravens, was named to the Pro Bowl. And so it creates this, how could he be a Pro Bowler? We also know that Derek Carr today tweeted out that he's going to be back in Allegiant uh, taking part in the Pro Bowl. I, for one, think this is spectacular. The more the merrier, give me everybody. Like, I don't care if everybody, let, let the Pro Bowl just be as wild and crazy as possible. This year, it's skills competitions, it's a flag football game, everybody's going to be running around, having a good time. Why do y'all hate fun so much on this show? Evan was anti-Pro Bowl, Devin anti-Pro Bowl, I'm all in. You know what? I'm going to sit back all weekend and well, I'm going to watch from it. You. I'm that, going to watch that's, it all. That's, that's, that's just a damn nothing. I'm going to watch it all. Okay, the reason why I'm bent over shape about it is because I remember in, in certain days where the Pro Bowl actually meant something. 
to be named as a Pro Bowler. That, 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 can we get back to those days? And it, Number one, it starts with putting the game back in Hawaii. See, Roddy White, when he made the Pro Bowl a few times, man, he took all the receivers out there and just seeing everybody out there in Hawaii having a great time valuing the Pro Bowl because it's a, such a prestige honor to make the Pro Bowl. Now, I have nothing against Tyler Huntley. You just can't tell me that for six games and 658 yards, two touchdowns and three interceptions that he's going to a Pro Bowl. Yeah, I'm not anti-Pro Bowl. You totally misrepresented my point. I'm anti-Tyler Huntley going to the Pro Bowl. Oh, no, like, but did, it, you, it, did you not it, say that they just got to end it because it, of it, this? And let me say this. Yes, I'm not finished. Tyler Huntley's going to the Pro Bowl. He started four games and he threw more interceptions and touchdowns as Harry, as Harry mentioned. But, but let, let me mention this because, you know, my people for the culture, man, they probably listening right now. Uh-huh. I don't want to hear anything Harry bashing black quarterbacks. I I don't want to hear it. Ain't got nothing to do with the color. It has to do with what the numbers say and what I witnessed with my eyes when he was the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens this season. Harry, you know, what I'm, gonna, you know what I'm going to witness with my eyes? Flag football. I'm going to witness with my eyes competitions that are random. I'm going to witness with my eyes football players having fun. Why do I want less football players? Have, all I heard you say was you missed getting a free trip to Hawaii because somebody else made the Pro Bowl. Like What, what, what no, are you talking about? You know about? what? How about we just get rid of the Pro Bowl? If, the, if this is how it's going to be now, now nowadays where you know we're just putting any and everybody into the Pro Bowl, just get rid of it. You know why we don't get rid of it? Because people watch it. Like, that's the thing. Like, at the end of the day, the Pro Bowl ratings are good. They're not good compared to what the NFL is. But, my God, uh, the the Pro Bowl viewers uh, between, two thousand, I guess, 2014-15 uh, averaged 8.8 million viewers. Uh, the, the Major League Baseball would kill for that. Uh, the, the NBA would kill for that. Uh, uh, yes, like, had the... Uh, Uh-oh, you know what? You know what just happened? What? That player has a pulse. Put him in the Pro Bowl. Huh? You know what happened? He has three catches. Put him in the Pro Bowl. I'm not mad at that. Like, why not? Like, let's make the Pro Come Bowl on, even man. more inclusive. What are we, what are we like, doing? What are what we, are do- we I mean, doing? Actually, so last year's Pro Bowl was viewed by 6.7-ish million people. So 6.7 million people. Uh, that's that's still wildly far better than we're going to put on our air for anything for college basketball. Like, I, I mean, I love college basketball. Dang. But, but, but when you start looking at the number of people that watch college basketball, a sport I love, and then you start looking at people that watch the Pro you find out why we keep doing it. Are you year. trying to send someone a subliminal message? I, no, I'm telling you, like are people you watch tra- it. People are watch you trying it. to send someone a subliminal like, message? You got the choice between the the you know the SEC Big Twelve Challenge last weekend on the which gave us some spectacular college basketball games or the Pro Bowl. More people are watching the Pro Bowl. That's why it's never going anywhere because it makes money. And as long as it's making money, I just want to see like everybody's going to run around playing flag football this year. Like seeing Derek Carr have a good time, run around. Toss football. I don't care if he was good enough to be a Pro Bowler. He was good enough to get benched at the end of the year, and he's so, playing so, so, in the Can Pro I ask Bowl. you this? Can yeah. I ask you this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it, if it was an actual game where the players were playing, you wouldn't be upset. Yeah, I, I mm, upset's a weird word on the Pro Bowl because, like, who cares? Like, it's just it's an exhibition, right? Like, it's it's because, a little- man. Like when I played the game, man, it's like that. That's a that's an honor, man. Like. 
in, in your in your stats and your play and how you're respected across the league reflected that. So that's that's why my viewpoint on it is different, man. And that's fair. I think what I look at for that honor, like the All Pro team and the the player voted on All Pro team, those are moments where I can look at it and say, man, that that is significant, right? Like in in the modern time right now, I feel like those that are voted on by players or writers that cover the sport still can be tremendously significant, and the Pro Bowl can just be a bunch of guys running around. Like frankly. I grew up, this is also my age showing, right? Like when I was a kid, they used to pre-tape in Hawaii during the Pro Bowl week because back then, like you couldn't just watch everything everywhere. They used to pre-tape this and then they would play it in the summer. They would do the quarterback skills challenge thing, right? Where everybody's like running around and throwing at the targets that are moving. And you watched all these big quarterbacks do random things that nobody cared about. But like I watched that every summer because it just sort of wet the whistle, wet the whistle on getting a little bit of football action, right? Like, so I loved the quarterback competition, the Skills challenge. Like, I want to see fat guys play dodgeball. I want to see, I want to see flag football. I don't care if we do Crisco Twister. Have everybody just grease up and see who can like put red, yellow, you know, your foot on back three. Like, I, I want can, all. Can of I ask this you a question? Yes. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not put Skylar Thompson in the Pro Bowl? He had a he had a decent game versus the Bills <laughs> in the playoff game. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we just we just throwing any and everybody in the Pro Bowl. How many people turned it down to get to the point that we got to these quarterbacks? Oh, I know. Too? Yeah. That's, another, it, that's another conversation. It wasn't even that many. Like, like I think Huntley was, like, the second alternate, and the third alternate was, was Carr. Like, but there's a legit argument here for a guy like Kenny Pickett, who played really well down the stretch, yes. put the Steelers back into the playoff hunt after they were left for dead. Like, Kenny Pickett has a legitimate argument to be in the Pro Bowl ahead of Tyler Huntley. I'm not saying Tyler Huntley shouldn't go just to say Tyler Huntley shouldn't go. There are guys that legitimately deserve Jacoby to go Jacoby Brissett deserves to go ahead of Tyler Huntley. Jacoby Brissett does. I say send them all then. Like, and by the way, at the end I of the day, I what swear. we're really saying is— You're trying to rile me up, to, what, and, what, and I'm, I can't let you do it. So what you're saying is that Kenny Pickett— was more deserving to go to Vegas for free and play flag football. Like, that's all it is at this point. It's <laughs> it's a flag football game in Vegas that we will watch to have a good time, by the but way. But do you uh, not agree with way, me? It is, on, it is on ESPN. Be sure to you, check out the Pro Bowl. You don't agree that, that Jacoby Bursette Jacoby Bursette deserves to go more so oh, than Tyler yeah, Huntley. I definitely agree, but I also just don't care that much. Like, no, oh, you, you're God. right. You're right, but I'm just going to sit back and watch the whole thing. Like, how Max Crosby performs in the Pro Bowl isn't going to change my weekend, but I'm going to watch it and have a good time doing it. That's all I'm saying. Seeing everybody run around, uh, play a little flag football action. Again, don't forget to watch it on ESPN this weekend. Everyone's certain Brady's a good fit for the Niners, but are we sure Brady will even play again? I'll tell you why I don't think so next. Fitz and Harry, ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. 